Welcome to the Non Sequitur podcast in which your host, Aaron, will be talking to um, a bunch of his friends about a bunch of topics. Uh, and today we had to bring in our resident Dodger uh, expert because the Dodgers made a trade uh, over the weekend um, in which uh, they shook the baseball world um, with the, uh, the Boston Red Sox. And uh, Jeff, correct me. Well, first of all, thanks for coming on, Jeff. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course, of course. Um, you you were expecting the call because because uh, this is a ridiculous trade. So we got Adrian Gonzalez, Billy uh, is an amazing player. Josh Beckett, uh, former what O three or was it O seven when he won the the World Series MVP? Uh, I believe he oh MVP. Um, I think MVP was in O uh, three. It's been a few years, um, yeah. to say the least. Uh, he he likes to play golf now. Um, and eat his chicken, I guess. Um, which you'd be able to do plenty of here in LA. Um, and then Carl Crawford, who was another major player, and Nick Punto, um, was the last piece. And, um, and, and who do we give up? Who, what were like the major pieces we gave up? Uh, well, the centerpiece of the deal for Boston was, uh, Ruby De La Rosa. He's a 23 year old pitcher. Um, can hit 100 on the radar gun, has an absolutely Jeez. filthy slider. And um, it's a bummer that we had to give him up, but uh, I, I think in the end it'll be worth it. Yeah, so he was the, he was the centerpiece for them. Um, yeah. Now for for the Dodgers, uh, for the Dodgers, why why did we make this trade? It came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean I think there's two parts to this trade and two parts to every trade that has been made this uh, this trade deadline. Uh, it's part one, obviously, is the baseball reasons. Uh, this will make the Dodgers better, especially this year and the next year or two uh, in the near future, but. Uh, the second reason is this is a business trade. Uh, the Dodgers' new owners, they bought this trade, and the fan, a lot of the fan base had lost interest in the team because of the McCord fiasco. And this, right, right, this right. trade, the Hanley Ramirez trade, the Andre Ethier extension, all that stuff, that was, they're spending money to show the fans that the Dodgers will win again. They're on the right track again, and this, this, these owners are committed to providing a winning team. And I think that was as important as the baseball part of the trade. I, I like completely agree, but I'm just wondering, like, where the hell are we getting this money? Where are they getting this money? Yeah, well, the, the TV deal is interesting because our current TV deal, the Dodgers' current deal, expires after this season, actually. And uh, they're, they're expected to sign probably the biggest TV contract ever. And it was expected to be around 4 to $5 billion. And with this oh new trade, gosh. it'll probably, yeah, it's going to be a huge amount of money. And with this new trade, it'll probably even go higher, probably above yeah. $5 billion. And uh, TV money was a big reason why the Angels could sign Pujols and C.J. Wilson this offseason, and we're seeing what it can do for the Dodgers now. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Because they're, they're talking about how, you know, we could set up a Yes Network type of uh, cash cow uh, equivalent to what the Yankees have, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, there's a, I've seen a couple articles just in the last couple of days about how the Dodgers are becoming the new Yankees. And, you know, other fans may not like it, but as a Dodger fan, you got to love it. <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. I we, between the Lakers and the Dodgers, it is and the Kings too. It is good to be in LA right now. I swear, it's to God, it's very good to be an LA sports fan. That is very true. Um, what, what's your what's your take on a on whether or not we first of all do we make the playoffs? Uh, not we're not too far back. I think we're two games back right now from the Giants and uh, a game and a half behind St. Louis for the wild card. Uh, I, I think we make the playoffs, but I think it'll be. It'll be close because of our pitching. I don't think our starting pitching is very good right now. Uh, Billingsley's hurt and will be out for at least two weeks. So 
It'll be interesting, but uh, this, this trade was, I think, up, mostly about the next trade. Right uh, well, Kershaw's right. up top, obviously. Uh, right. Kershaw's the ace. And then um, it's kind of, I would say, Chris Capuano, and then Beckett will slide in there probably at the three. Uh, Harang, who pitched today. <laughs> That's and, right. And, yeah, after those four, hopefully Billingsley can come back healthy because he'll, he'll be a huge part of it. But uh, it's not. not like, that does not sound like a good rotation, to be honest. Yeah, not I mean, it's. It's definitely not a scary, scary rotation, but I, I uh, in L.A. Yeah. He um, moving from the yeah. AL East to the NL West is a huge, a huge thing for any pitcher. And uh, quite right. honestly, a lot of people won't like to hear this, but Boston is not a good place to play right now, um, especially if you're a struggling I can see player. That. I, yeah, the media just crucifies you if you play poorly in Boston, and the fans aren't much better. And Beckett has struggled lately, and it's just it's tough to get out of a slump in that area, especially if you've got a don't have the strongest uh, mental aspect part of your game. Well, I mean, he, you have to have a strong game to uh, – or a strong mental game to uh, be able to play golf, um, so I hear. So I would expect Beckett to be you know, decent. I don't know. I, I think Beckett got kind of a raw deal in Boston, so we'll see how he does yeah. here. But I, well, I think he'll help surprise people. Do you think that's what was happening to Carl Crawford, too? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't think Crawford ever wanted to be in Boston. He wanted to sign with the Angels, and the Angels never got him, gave him a good deal. Uh, so he took the money and went to Boston, huh. but I don't think he was ever happy there. I think he'll be great next year, honestly. I'm excited to see him play. Hell yeah. So, so can you just, can we just go down our lineup real quick? Can you just take us down the lineup real quick? For next year or for right now? Let's go next year. Alright, well next year, I would assume that Crawford will lead off in left field. Um and then Mark Ellis will probably stay second at second base. And then you'll have Kemp, Gonzalez, Hamley, and Ethier, same three through six. Uh, and then most likely uh, A.J. Ellis at catcher and D. Gordon at short. It's a, it's a pretty pretty good lineup. And uh, you think you think Manny's going to move to the to um to third instead? Or not Manny? Uh, Hamley. Hamley. Gonna move yeah, to third I, think, I, I think you will. I think there's a okay. possibility that uh, he'll stay at short and he's going to play third. But I think that Gordon has too much upside to keep him on the bench. I think they're going to give him every chance to win the job next year again. That's really interesting because isn't that wasn't that one of Hanley's problems this, uh, when he was on the Marlins? I mean, yeah, that was one of the, the, the rumored problems. Absolutely, it could have had some some played some part. But I think more than anything, Hanley was scapegoated in Miami uh, for the yeah. team struggles, and he was playing through injuries. And granted, he had a couple terrible seasons the last year and a half. But I mean, he's fighting through injuries. Getting called out by his manager and his ownership every single. I mean, he's a twenty. He's a kid. He's, he's going to wear on him. Uh, I, 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 yeah. He's been great so far, to, uh, this series notwithstanding, and I think he'll continue to be good. I think. I think for that type of player, it, it's good to be in LA because you don't have to deal with a lot of the celebrity. Because you're not a, honestly like Hanley isn't going to get much much newspaper coverage. Newspaper, please. Yeah. Um, ESPN coverage <laughs> compared to like. You know, even like Kemp. Kemp, people still like don't really know who Kemp is sometimes. Yeah, honestly, that's a great point. I mean, back east, you know that you went to school back east, so did I. I mean, it's, yeah. there's not a lot to do back there for a diehard sports fan other than follow the sports team. And you know, if their sports team suck, they start, you know, wondering why they suck, and they get pissed at their players. And here, if our if our team sucks, we just go to the beach or follow another team. It's just not the end of the world. <laughs> people aren't going to be ruthlessly booing him for three hours every single night. That's what can happen back east in a lot of those stadiums. And a lot of guys just, uh, they can't handle that mentally. No, it's totally true. And 
and it's good to be annoyed for that. And I think that's true for Crawford and, and Gonzo as well. Um, okay, so just real quick with the with the rotation, what are the chances we um, we make a big signing this summer? Like, who's coming out? Who can we get? Well, the big name is is Zach Greinke. Um and there's a lot of rumors oh. that Dodgers will offer him a lot of money uh, because apparently they don't have a spending limit, or if they do, we haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Um, can, can we go back to that quote real quick? Uh, who was it? Um, oh, uh, your boy. Uh, uh, it said um, he was asked in a press in the press conference about the Dodgers spending limit, and he said he wasn't sure, but uh, he let he let us know uh, if he ever found it. So basically, I'm taking that to mean, Yeah, I'm saying that to mean we have a lot of money to spend, and uh, I think they plan to spend some more this offseason to shore up that pitching staff. Oh hell yeah! Wait, so is, is did Ned Coletti just like step into the most ideal? situation a GM could be in? Well, anytime you have this much money to spend, it's about as good as it gets for a general manager. Um, and on top of that, Captain is one of the smartest guys in baseball. So, I mean, Dodgers went from having one of the worst front offices to one of the best in this offseason. So, it's, uh, it's a nice change. Wait, who's, who's the other dude? Who's the dude you are just talking about? Uh, Kasten. He's the uh, president of baseball operations. Uh, so, oh, he, he knows what he's doing. Chipper, yeah, yeah, the Glavin Maddox. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, back when he was good before he was a Dodger. Dude, uh, I used to I used to play MLB like '98, and I used to always pick the Braves because they were so effing stacked. Even like oh, yeah, Bobby Lopez. Great. It was insane. Oh, Bobby Lopez was, was fantastic. <laughs> they always bad. lost the playoffs, but but baseball playoffs are, are just such a they're such a crapshoot. It's just you got to get hot at the right time and. uh and those teams were that good for that many years, and that was a whole Stan Kasten's team that he built. So uh, having him having him in charge is, is a very very good thing for the Dodgers. How how do we get him? Uh, he's just part of the ownership group, uh, the the Guggenheim, oh. group, who is uh, the one supplying the money. It was them and Magic yeah. and uh, Kasten were the three guys who were too grouped up. <laughs> what is Magic doing? <laughs> Yeah, I think having fun and enjoying himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like wrapping his arms around players and just being like, hey, I'm magic. I saw saw a video of him in the clubhouse the other day. He was just walking through. (laughs) Yeah, he's just having fun. In the middle of the game? No, no, I think it was uh, after a game. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's a little better. I don't want him giving any advice to Mattingly and whatnot. Um, so I, I feel like, yes, that it's a, a complete toss-up when you go into the playoffs, but I feel like one – everyone says this is, is your rotation. you got to have a big three. Um, the Giants had it when they won it. Um, the, you know, that's why the Phillies were so touted. Again, they didn't get there, um, oddly enough, when they had the big three. Um, but, you know, it's it's such an integral part of – of what seems to be a successful playoff team. Oh, you're you're absolutely right about that. I mean, I mean, pitching staff, a, a top loaded, front loaded pitching staff with a couple of aces is always the best way to go into the playoffs. But but baseball is such a game where a, this is kind of game where a, you know a single game will be decided by a ground ball that happens to find a hole as opposed to a line drive that goes right at a fielder. And you know, there's times of the year where you're getting those breaks, and there's times of the year where you aren't. And uh, Generally, the teams that get those breaks in the playoffs are the ones that win, and that's why wild card teams win the win the World Series so often. That's really true, and and that's why you don't like the wait. I, I think you don't like the uh, the one game uh, wild card. Oh, whatever. don't that, get me started happened. on that. That was the dumbest idea. I hate that. <laughs> 
They're manufacturing excitement, man. They're manufacturing excitement. Oh, they are. I mean, and after the way last season ended, it's hard to blame them. Yeah. Because that was an amazing end of the season. But uh, they're literally adding an extra wild card team to make 162 games not matter. So it's it's true. It's true. But eh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. So okay. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about how uh, you transitioned away from the Lakers because you were my you were my Laker man. You and I were the Laker brothers back in high school and whatnot. And just you hate the Lakers now. Can, can we talk about that? Like, you just hate basketball, yes. You hate the NBA. Well, okay, yeah, I, yes. I do not hate the Lakers, and I certainly don't hate basketball, but I do hate the NBA. I think it is yeah. you know, it's just completely driven by the money. And the officiating is just so terrible. Whether it's manipulated, like some people, like my dad, believe or not, it's just I think NBA basketball is almost unwatchable compared to what it used to be compared to college basketball. And I mean, the Lakers are going to be so fun to watch this year, it's just going to not matter. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the NBA quickly became my fourth favorite sport. Yeah, and and what's funny is, like, we they they got good, well, they were good when we were gone, but, like, they assembled the super team for us. We just got back from college. We're, yeah. we're living in L.A. We're going to go to games. We're going to be watching all of them. It's going to be spectacular. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be in L.A. Well, it's nice of them because oh, they got man. good the first time. They got good most recently right when we left, you know, after the – Getting rid of yeah, the Kobe, right. Ron right. Butler, Brian Grant years, and they got Pal right before we left for school. You're forgetting Smush Parker. You're forgetting our, our best. Oh Smush man, Parker. and Kwame Brown, of course. <laughs> Stoneham. Oh yeah, Stoneham. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured. I feel like it's a little bit of a retribution for us. I, we deserve it. We deserve it just like exactly. the Cubs deserve exactly, it. Exactly because Cubs never deserved a win. It's just funny. <laughs> I love that. I love that curse. I'm sorry, Chicago fans. Anyone, maybe like the one person who stumbles upon this, that's from Chicago. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you know, okay. I know some Chicago fans, and most of them make fun of the Cubs as much as anyone else. I, I feel like a lot they of Chicago sports fans I know. Yeah, yeah they're, they're on the, the Bears and the Bulls and the Blackhawks, all of whom have, you know, either been well, done well recently or are, you know, have a bright future, and the Cubs are just whatever. <laughs> That's it's so true and, and yeah it's actually pretty now that you mentioned it they had a they have a pretty good run I mean Blackhawks won a couple of years ago <laughs> barring Derrick Rose's unfortunate yeah that was fair you know what I was thinking about that he um because he's such a he he puts so much like force into his legs just the style of player he is how is he going to come back I, I don't understand you love no Derrick Rose like, in college I remember yeah. you were a big Derrick Rose fan. Um, I mean, no one knows before anyone else was. Yeah, but just like watching him in college, he was always like that, right? Oh yeah, I mean, his explosiveness is always—he's always been just that much more athletic than everyone else. And you know, some people come off ACL surgery and they're fine. Some people are never the same. So only time will tell how uh, how Rose recovers. So it's too bad. Would you rather have someone like like Rose, who who's explosive, like a Westbrook type, explosive? Um, will get to the whole, like, is can basically score on Will sometimes, right, um, when he's in the zone. Uh, or or have, like, a – like, I, I would say I would rather have, like, a maybe not as flashy player. I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Like, like a Dirk. I would rather have a Dirk who, like, won't get injured, um, is a J, like a, an outside shooter um, who will just, like, put those, put those numbers up consistently rather than um, – Rather than like a rook, because there's so much injury risk, man. So much injury yeah. risk. I mean, I think a lot of that depends on the team you have around him. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's true. That's true. I, I think the most important factor of someone you're building around is, at least in my opinion, not the most important, but one of the key deciding factors is, you know, when the game's on the line, can you give them the ball and have them create their own play? Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is uh, obviously a step down uh, in my college team this year at Bucknell. We we didn't have that guy who could make the play. And then everyone knows about Lehigh after they beat Duke uh, and C.J. McCollum, yeah. their hot shot guard. They're in our league, and they beat us in the league championship because they had that guy who at the end of the game could take the, take the game under his own hands and make his own shot, and uh, we didn't. And so I think when you're building a basketball team, you've got to have that one guy who you can go to when you need to. And, you know, Dirk, is, Dirk can do that. There, like, how many are there? Like, well, that's the thing. You're like, more likely to get that yeah. in, like, an explosive point guard than in a sweet shooting right. big man. But Dirk is so good yeah. and so so consistent that he can do that. So he, But he's rare. He's so rare. Yeah. He, he, I, there hasn't been a player like him. There hasn't. Um, yeah, there really hasn't. But it was absurd. At the end of last summer when they won the, the, the championship, people were comparing him to Larry Bird. That was just out of, that was out of place. <laughs> Have you gone back and watched some of like Larry Bird's, uh, I know we weren't alive during like his, his like prime years, but dude, like going back and watching him and Magic play like on YouTube sometimes, just like, I wish we were alive back then. I really. Yeah, it was such a, it was such a different game back then. It, it was just, it was so fun to watch. They were just, it was so yeah. graceful. The game was so graceful. <laughs> It's such a weird way to think of it now. Um, let, let's get back to the Dodgers real quick. Um, so, if 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 we do make the playoffs and you know we have a crappy um, a crappy rotation, um, what, what, do we just rely on hitting? Are we just going to try to outscore everyone? Is that the plan? I mean, I feel like that has to be the plan at this point. Uh, we have a lot of mediocre pitchers who are, will be consistently decent. But not good, not great, except for Kershaw. <laughs> mediocre, great. <laughs> yeah, um, we do have uh, one of the best bullpens in in baseball, which is always good in the playoffs. Um, I didn't know that. Who's closing for us? Uh, Kenley Jansen, who last year set the MLB record for strikeouts per nine innings, uh, and has been just as good this year. Um, Ronald Belisario, the better guy. We had Garner, yeah, I don't know. Broxton, <laughs> and Saito between them also. Yeah, that's I right. Saito. That's he was right. just as good. Um, Is he Saito on the Red Sox now, too? Oh, no, yeah, you know, I don't know where he went. He, no, Corona's on the Yankees. Um, he's doing that's great. I'm, that was one of also one of Coletti's biggest screw-ups, not re-signing Corona. I don't know what he was thinking when they let him go. But He was but, on our – that was two years ago, right? No, Corona has been with us his whole career up until this season. He was a free yeah. agent, and we signed Capuano and Harang instead of Corona. And I didn't get it at the time, and I still don't. Uh, uh, but, and Crow is pitching a little probably over in, in New York. I'm oh, sure. Crow is pitching great. I mean, he's pitching in that bandbox of a stadium, and the yeah. AL East and the ERA yeah. is like 3.4 or something. He just threw a complete game shutout. Yeah, he had a the other couple weeks ago. So, I mean, he's pitching great. Damn it, Clay. Damn it. You have so much money now, you can just buy him back. How about that? Let's just buy him back. Yeah, right? Yeah, we're going to start buying all, all, all our players from the Yankees. That'll be a nice uh, change of pace. <laughs> we will be the Yankees. Um, okay, so well then, who, who, wins the, who wins the World Series this year? We'll, we'll talk about this again when we get closer, but who do you think, uh, who's got the best shot? I know we're 30 games out, but who's, got, who's looking the hottest right now? Oh, man. You know, honestly, that it's really open this year. Uh, I think that... If Washington wasn't shutting down Strasburg, I would say they might be the favorites. 
Um, but they're losing their best pitcher, and that's never easy to do. Are they going to do that? Um, is that actually going to Oh, they're going to do that. They're doing it. Um, they're probably going to – I don't understand why they didn't just have him skip a few starts in May, June, and July yeah. if they had an innings limit. But yeah. I don't think they all – I also don't think they expected to have the best record in baseball in August. Um, no, so that's true. That's, that's this team is – their team's really built for next year and the year after, and they I think they kind of got – arrived a year early. Um, and now – Unfortunately, they had this decision to make, and it sounds like they're shutting him down. But um, if I had to make a pick right now, uh, I think I would say uh, Cincinnati. I think uh, really? Cincinnati's got the best the best bullpen in baseball, but much even better than the Dodgers. Uh, they maybe have the best lineup, probably in the National League. They have a big home field advantage because they play in such a unique yeah. ballpark that they know how to win in, and they are probably going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs because the NL is getting it in the World Series. Um, so it's them and uh, it's them. I think it's going to be uh, Cincinnati over Yankees. Over the Yankees, if I had to pick right now. God damn it! Uh, um, Yankees. Um, yeah, but that would wow, be that'd be wow. my guess right now. But when's the last time Cincinnati won? When's the last time Cincinnati won? Man, I don't know. Uh, I would say probably the seventies, back when they had like Johnny Bench and Pete Rose. I don't know if they even won back then, but I think they did at one point. Uh, but yeah, it's been a while so, for them. It's unreal but, uh, how um, it's unreal how in baseball, baseball seems to be well, I guess baseball and football to a certain extent. How how little like small market teams can can dunk. Why do why does the NBA suck at that so much? I don't understand. It seems like small market teams in in baseball in the NFL, like Minnesota, Green Bay. Are you kidding me? Like those are like tiny markets that that are just diehard. I think fans. it's. Yeah, I think it's because you have you have more diehard fans in the small markets when it comes to NFL. So the players there still get the media recognition, whereas the NBA is all about the big markets getting the national recognition. That's how you get noticed as a player. So all the best players go to L.A., New York, Chicago, Miami, those type of places, instead of, you know, Milwaukee, Cleveland, and, and wherever else, Portland. I want to play in Milwaukee. No, I can't even finish that sentence. I can't. I can't even finish that sentence. And yet, like the Brewers, like they get, they field good players. They field their fair share of good players. I would yeah, think. yeah. They, I mean, they do. So, uh, we gotta fix that for the NBA. I, I, I really wish we could contract the NBA. That would be my dream, to be honest. Yeah, they they do that. They should like, contract the NBA. It's to put it to like maybe like twenty four teams, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would yeah, love like, that. And. Um, Every game would be quality. Every game would be quality if that. Because I just feel like we have like just a few too many players. Just a few too many. Not not a ton. Like we don't have to cut the league in half or anything. It's just like four teams. I would love that. Yeah. Um, because everyone everyone always talks about filling out their like you know getting a nine deep ten deep roster. Well, if everyone actually had that nine deep rotation yeah. to go to, it would be every game would be great. You wouldn't have the you oh know the Kings and the Bobcats getting blown out every night. Well, knowing Michael Jordan, he'd probably find a way to screw it up anyways. Final question. Um, do the Dodgers make the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think they do. I think yeah. they uh, I think they win the West. Wow, so they beat the Giants. Yeah, but I think the Giants oh, also yeah. snagged, snagged the last wildcard spot. We didn't even talk about the, the um, Melky's, Melky's uh, suspension. That's <laughs> huge. That's absolutely huge. That's hilarious, in my opinion. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> Why? I know. Well, you have to imagine, he wouldn't have been this good if he obviously wasn't on those performances. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a career, like, 700 OPS guy, and now in the last yeah. two years he's been a 9, 920 OPS guy. It doesn't come out of nowhere very often like that. 
especially yeah. for a small yeah. guy like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly for small. And I think him, I would have said like he he was one of the few like um, he was like one of the few uh, few guys like you could tell. And then there was there was Bartolo Colon coming out in, on PEDs. Surprise, surprise! That was the most obvious one, I think. The most obvious one. Yeah, that. I mean, he. How many pitchers are? really good for a while then are terrible for seven years and all of a sudden they're good again. Like, this doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I loved it, though. Everyone knew. And I was just, like, waiting for him, for the day for him to to just get caught. Get caught. Um, you think anyone on the Dodgers, PDs? Uh I mean, honestly, I couldn't even say. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but, you know, going through the team right now, I, I would say for the most part, uh, I, I wouldn't – at least most of the superstars, most of the stars, I would say, are most likely clean. But you just never know in this day and age. Yeah. I agree. The the one that'll get me is Jeter. If Jeter is was on PEDs, I will um I will actually cry. Probably. Uh, I don't know if I'll cry, but it'll just make me very very sad. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. He's been the picture of uh of class in baseball, and yeah. it's sad if he was taking him. Yeah. Um, but sweet. Uh, let's get you back on when uh, when we get closer to the the playoffs, and we'll we'll do a full full breakdown, hopefully, of the Dodgers uh, in there. Let's not jinx it, but um, we'll do that uh, soon. And uh, and yeah, thanks for coming on, Jeff. It was fun. Yeah, no problem, man. Sounds good. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, dude. Later. See ya.